Have you as a dad ever wondered if God really could use you to help others know Him and walk in His truth? On the previous episode of Treasure Box Books Podcast, On the Seattle Fairbanks leg of the flight, I was about to board the plane, looked at my boarding pass, and saw that I was seated in the back of the plane, and I went up to the kiosk and I asked, could I please be moved closer to the front of the plane? She (laughs) reassigned me to row six. Uh While I was boarding, the stewardess told two Chinese girls they were flying to Fairbanks to see the Aurora. Mm. The stewardess had told them, move to row six. And they said, why must we move? We are comfortable here. Here's their words. The lady, she did not answer. Hmm. They unhappily gathered their items and moved to row six. (laughs) And then I came along and sat next to them. By the time the flight landed, they had seen pictures of our family and the Aurora and our church. And they wanted to meet my wife, Lena, Mm. especially. And so they did. They came to church on Easter Sunday. And the rest is history from... From then, we learned about the grandmother who was Mm. praying for them. Mm. The grandmother heard about us and invited us to come to Hong Kong and share the gospel with the whole family. Mm. And by the time we got back to Fairbanks from Hong Kong, the word had spread about row six. And (laughs) it just snowballed Mm -hmm. from there. The opportunities just went through the roof. Through wisdom is an house builded, and by understanding it is established. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Hi friends, welcome to the Treasure Box Books Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Ching, a redeemed child of God, happy husband and homeschooling dad, and lifelong lover of good books. Fellow Dad, are you eager to fill your children's hearts with truth and faith and wisdom and courage? Do you long to build growing, lasting, God-centered relationships with your family? If you're ready to inspire and equip your children to walk with God by learning and living together, then come join us on our journey, and let's go find the treasures in books. In this episode... Pastor Bruce Hamilton continues his conversation with me about how God has used him and his wife in some very unexpected ways, along with some powerful, practical instruction for how we can make ourselves available to God. Once again, I welcome your entire family to listen in to our conversation. I wonder sometimes, Nathan, if if it wasn't partly our willingness to go all the way to Hong Kong to share the gospel for a grandmother. Mm. Maybe, I don't know this, but maybe the Holy Spirit said, here's a couple of people I can trust with the gospel. Mm. I'm going to put them a whole bunch of Asian people. Amen. <laughs> and he, he's doing that. He's been bringing us new Asian people uh, approximately every three weeks for almost eight years now, wow. seven mm. and three quarters years. Mm. And that has resulted in salvations, baptisms, additions to our church, Asian people in the States coming to know the Lord, and we're loving it. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Your testimony there, the Rosick story and 
and how God has blessed your, well, your willingness and obedience step by step has really had a big influence in my family. You know, I've often joked, even though I'm in my mid-40s, I've often joked that when I grow up, I want to be like my father because my father has, ever since I was a child, uh, whenever he meets someone, he wants to find out if they're saved or not. And if, if they're not, he's going to try to witness. He's not pushy. He's, he's, he's very gentle, but he looks for that opportunity. He looks for that open door for him to open his mouth to make known the mystery of the gospel boldly. Yes. Yes. In a humorous way, your book has influenced my family. When we go to Walmart, the only store that has its parking rows numbered. And so we always say, are we parked in row six? <laughs> Let's look for oh, some yeah. Asian people in row six. But uh, that aside, it, it has your book has, has reminded me many times just to be alert, alert for opportunities to witness. We mm. don't know who we will meet, and we don't know who that next individual may be that the Holy Spirit is drawing to Christ mm. at the moment. Right. So your book has, has given me huge encouragement in that area. And uh, I hope that my children will follow along uh, with that as well. Amen. On page 72 in God of the Aurora, you mentioned this. The sowing of the gospel seed is our calling, our work. But the convicting, the drawing, and the converting is the work of the Holy Spirit. May we be faithful in doing our part while never treading on the sacred ground of the Holy Spirit's task. There is a huge difference between manipulation and ministry. And that difference is prayer and waiting on the Holy Spirit. I noticed that just spending that short time with you that I did last year, and again in conversations, you have emphasized that. You emphasize it in in your book, God of the Aurora, gently offering people an opportunity to believe the gospel. I sense that you have an urgency to witness for Christ in their life, but not to push them to make a decision. That's right. Was that something that you grew up with under your father's ministry, or is that something that you came to through studying the Word of God yourself? How did you come to that? Yeah, I think both. Even though my dad's ministerial background and training would have probably leaned towards pressuring for a decision, Mm -hmm. but my dad, that wasn't his personality, Mm. thankfully, because that can result in a lot of fake fruit. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of false professions and especially if you're dealing with foreign people who feel obligated to you Mm. in some way and they don't want to disappoint you and their culture is to honor you Mm -hmm. they're gonna say yes right right even when their heart might be saying no Mm. and that's what you don't want you don't want an outside yes and an inside no Mm. that you cannot see And so we have godly Chinese friends now who help us Mm. when when someone is near salvation. Because, you know, with Americans, we can tell a lot more. We can read a lot more in the situation and get the vibes and understand Mm -hmm. their thinking. But with with the the Asian people that we work with so much, we cannot. Mm -hmm. So we get a godly older grandmother. Mm or grandfather, Mm -hmm. and we bring them into the picture to help us and uh, really to try and discern, is this person just trying to honor us 
or do they really want to turn to the Lord Jesus with all of their heart and invite him to be their only God and Mm. their only Savior, not one of many? Amen. Amen. Toward the end of your book, God of the Aurora, you told about a man who showed interest in becoming a Christian just like his wife had. But he said, I need time. I think you said it happened right there in your living room. And in your book, you replied to him, yes, quote, yes, it is good to take time. You need to understand and make this decision by yourself with no pressure from me or Lena or your wife. This is between you and God. And that little nugget toward the end of the book encapsulated so much of what you were conveying throughout the book that you want people to understand the gospel, understand who Christ is, why they need Christ, and what Christ has done for us. You you want people to understand that very clearly. Yep, the more they understand the context of the gospel, the more the more of a genuine decision and Holy Spirit generated decision they can make. Right. The subtitle of your book is The Holy Spirit's Call to the Asian People. That is there and then the quote that I read a little bit ago, it's obvious that you believe the Holy Spirit must draw unbelievers to Christ. Mm. What part do you believe our human witness Plays. What part do we as Christians play in bringing the gospel to lost people? Well, our part is to be obedient to God's command, which is for us to preach and teach the gospel to every creature, hmm. which to me means everybody God brings across our path and hmm. gives us the opportunity. Hmm. Uh, we don't have to force that. Hmm. As a matter of fact, there are just as many, if not more, airplane flights that I don't speak to the people next to me because their eyes are closed, they're sleeping or they're <laughs> reading and I don't uh, I don't uh, take someone's book from them while they're reading and say, hey, I need to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that wouldn't go over too, too well. But um, if a conversation begins naturally and uh, the person says what you know whether on an airplane flight or not, and which people say, what do you do? I tell them I'm a pastor, and that usually opens the door or closes the door. Mm. <laughs> and if it closes the door, I, I don't worry about it. The Holy Spirit is the one either preparing people or not preparing them, and mm. somebody will get to talk to them down the road or already mm. has, and they've mm. rejected. And I don't have to know all that. I, it's not my burden. My burden is that when God gives me a clear-cut opportunity, I want to be obedient and share the gospel. Mm. And they say that it takes an average of seven people to lead one person to Christ. And Mm. I don't know which one of those seven I may be. Mm. I might be the first. I might be blessed to be the seventh Mm -hmm. and be able to bring in the harvest. But whatever place I'm in, I just want to be obedient to that in the moment. Mm. and sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And also, prayer is such a big part of it, because if a person is listening and they say, well, I'm not a pastor and I don't have those opportunities, pray for those opportunities and God will give them to you. Amen. Because that's the direction the Holy Spirit is moving in the world today. Mm. He's drawing a Gentile bride unto Christ. He's forming that Gentile bride before the rapture Mm. and 
we get to be a part of that. Hmm. So when we pray and we say, Lord, would you send somebody to me that I can share the gospel with? He will do it. Hmm. Watch out. Amen. He will do it. Amen. <laughs> it's his will. He wants it done. And if yep. we pray according to his will, he's promised to hear us and to do what we've yes. asked. First and John so chapter our part five. is to be obedient and then leave the part that we don't fully understand. Yes. No theologian in the world today has a perfect explanation <laughs> for the free will of man and the sovereignty of God. <laughs> we can get it together, those two together within an inch of each other, but that inch requires faith. That's right. Just Trust God that when this argument over here doesn't make sense, if this is true, mm -hmm. or if this is not true, this doesn't make sense, well, stop losing sleep over it and just be obedient Amen. with the gospel and leave the rest in the hands of God and we'll Amen. find out one day. Amen. Amen. I think being a father has helped me understand that, that there are theological questions that I used to worry about, and I'm not sure I lost sleep over them, but I would just kind of fret over I can't figure this out and I finally came to realize my children when they're little they don't have to know why or how it makes sense to do what daddy is saying all they need to do is obey trust and obey <laughs> trust and obey yeah. and that transfers to any and every Christian trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy yeah. in Jesus but to trust and <laughs> obey yes in your book, you mentioned that within a span of five years or so, you and your wife shared the gospel with over 200 Asian people. And among those 200 or so, at the time you wrote the book, about a dozen of them professed faith in Christ. And I know people very zealous for the Lord, and they would look at those numbers and say, that's a high rate of failure. Mm -hmm. And some of us would say, that's a high rate of success. Mm -hmm. And maybe this is overlapping with what you just said, but how do you view these numbers? Well, had we used unscriptural tactics and pressure, we probably could have had 150 professions of faith or mm. prayers prayed, Yeah, but not genuine conversions. Mm. And an old preacher friend of mine one of my mentors of years gone by told me one time that when you do that, you simply inoculate them against the Holy Spirit. Mm, wow. Because then when somebody tries to lead someone to Christ who's made a false profession, the mantra is, oh, I've already done that. Yes. Uh -huh. Not I've already repented of my sin and turned to Christ by faith, but I've already done that. I've already prayed right. that prayer. Right. right. And that isn't what saves our souls. Amen. And mm. so I would far rather have a dozen genuine conversions to Christ who are going on and growing in grace and mm. leading others to Christ mm -hmm. than to have 150 with 149 of them being false professions of faith. Yeah. And besides, I really don't do the math. God keeps the account book. Mm. We don't. I don't keep tabulating <laughs> how many, but I do know who, and we have their pictures on our phones right. because we don't ever want to forget them, and we want to be an influence in their lives yes. forever. Yeah, I've noticed that, too, in the book and talking with you, that 
And I keep saying that in the book and in talking with you, which I hope is conveying the reality here for our listeners that what you put in the book is who you are. It's not artificial. It's very real. In your book, you and your wife, Lena, are constantly in contact with people that you have either witnessed to and are not saved yet, or you have helped to lead to faith in Christ. You refer to these uh, young Christians as precious lambs many times in your book, and that's uh, so encouraging to see that. And I think it's a good example that we don't, what's the, the thing that we've heard? Win them, wet them, and lose them. <laughs> you know, get, them, get people to say a sinner's prayer and then get them baptized and then lose complete track of them because we're not interested in discipleship. We just want to have that number that, that someone supposedly got saved. Yes. Um, but you're more interested in a true confession of faith in Christ and a living profession than in mm. a an empty profession of faith. Yeah, these are not just statistics. These mm. people are real. Amen. They have souls just mm. like we do, and they are part of our heart, part Amen. of our family. Amen. Most of them are overseas, and we miss them tremendously. Hmm. Uh, in your book, you refer to your church there in Fairbanks many times with several memorable scenes in the stories of the book taking place in a church service. And it's very clear from your book that you love not only the Asian people that you're witnessing to, but you love your congregation there in Fairbanks. And I bring that up because we're seeing a trend in American Christianity today to move away from church services and even to belittle the importance of the local church. What would you say to that trend, not only emotionally in your connection to your church, but also scripturally? I think that's just part of the falling away that mm. we are to expect in the last days. Mm. No other organization on earth preaches, teaches, and defends the truth of the inspired Word of God, which is our milk and our meat for mm. spiritual growth. And no other organization dispenses that better than the local church, because that's God's plan for this age. Amen. And so as people drift away from the local church, it's a sign they're really drifting away from the God of the Bible mm. and serving the God of their own imagination. Mm. Because once you abandon the teaching and preaching of Scripture, which is the authoritative declaration of divine truth from the pulpit, when people abandon that, then they lose sight of who God is, what He's like, what He expects of them, mm. and they've formed this politically correct, postmodern, millennial God in their mind yeah. that is soft-spoken, yeah. doesn't condemn anything or anybody, and it's truly the falling away. They're heaping to themselves teachers having itching ears. But now, to not stay on that hobby horse too long, I want to say that we do involve our church people as much as possible with the Asian Chinese mm. ministry. Mm -hmm. And we really enjoy inviting those in our congregation who express a keen interest in that ministry. We invite them to the dinners, mm. the activities, uh, we share the photos and updates with them, mm -hmm. and um, even though the whole church is excited about it, we we focus on those who have displayed a special burden yeah. for Asian people 
and we let them participate so that it isn't Bruce and Lena's ministry. Mm. It's a ministry of the local church. Amen. Amen. Now, I was only there for one church service with your church, but I really appreciated hearing one of the brothers there in the church talking with you about this Chinese person or that person that he met and the contact. And I could tell that you were leading your congregation to be involved in reaching people. I love what you said about the church is the only institution in the world that God set up to do the things that the church is supposed to do. Yes, amen. Amen. That's very encouraging. Looking back through this ministry that God has given you to Asian people, you've been in ministry for decades, but for the past eight years with Asian people, what are some of the the most important lessons that God has taught you that you weren't aware of before, perhaps, or that you didn't see clearly, perhaps, but now you see them much more clearly? What are the lessons that God has given you that you can pass on to us? One is that the Asian people are very observant and... Mm. What we do and how we live can validate the gospel or do damage Mm. to the gospel. And Mm. one of the things they comment on the most is when I treat my wife with respect Mm. or TLC, Mm -hmm. it could be as small as helping her with her coat on Mm. or pulling the chair out for her to be seated. Mm or the car door, which I don't always do. Hmm. I don't do this to impress people, or sometimes they'll just notice that we reach over and hold hands Hmm. during a dinner. (laughs) And it's kind of humorous, too, because the girls especially Hmm. notice this, and they will sometimes lean over to each other and whisper, romantic, (laughs) romantic. (laughs) But they also commented in their cards, these people can really write as minimal as their English is, they can write some very heartfelt words as you experienced that bring tears to our eyes. And Mm. some of the things that they comment on, one of the things is our love for each other Mm. showed them God is love. Mm. And wow, that, that there is God, and he must be a God of love, because mm. there's no other explanation for the way you guys love each other. Mm. So one thing I've learned is that the, the way we live can validate or damage the gospel. Amen. And the other thing is the power and importance of prayer. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's. I think when we get to heaven, we're going to be really disappointed with ourselves when we look and see how effective our prayers were that we did pray Mm. and how much more could have been accomplished had we prayed Mm. more faithfully Uh yeah that's powerful that's convicting we have a young chinese couple that we've befriended for about five or six years and a couple of days ago i was driving to my son's house a 15 mile drive And I became burdened for this couple, and I prayed for them. And when I got to my son's house and sat down, the wife of this young couple texted me and said, when you and Lena back, please help me to be baptized. Hmm. And even though I know what she's thinking, that baptism is when she will become a Christian, and we know that's not the case, but we're very excited because... 
that's all the invitation Lena needs to meet with the wife and I will meet with the husband or else we'll meet with them together if we can coordinate their schedules. And yes, we'll teach them about baptism, but that's going to be by taking them through the exchange message. Mm -hmm. So I think they're ready. And that was a real answer to prayer just 30 minutes. I prayed it. Mm. And that was just last week? Yeah, like uh, two or three days ago. Huh. Wow. Looking ahead, Pastor Bruce, what direction do you think the Lord is leading you and your wife? And how do you expect ongoing ministry to Asian people to look like for you and your wife? That's a blank slate for us right now. We're entering into the scariest time of our lives because I retire from senior pastoring on January 17, 2024. Hmm. And on the 19th, we will fly to what we call America we will begin traveling and speaking in churches and trying to raise support for the Asian ministry. Mm. And then at the same time, an opportunity may be forming right now to bring pastors and their wives from overseas, from closed countries, Mm. to our youth camp Mm. in Alaska for some concentrated doctrinal training mm. and marriage seminars. Amen. Wow. That's and exciting. send them back more equipped <clears throat> than they've ever been to lead their churches over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, even teach them how to do discipleship. So mm-hmm. I hope that becomes a big part of our ministry. Another mm. part is going to be as we travel and raise support, I want to teach local churches in the United States how to reach third world countries in their own backyard, Mm. especially the the Asian and Muslim populations. Mm. Very needed ministry. Mm -hmm. Very needed. On the last page of God of the Aurora, you wrote, the Spirit of God is looking for servants who are ready and willing to exalt Christ to the nations. Needy, searching souls surround you. And the Lord of the harvest will give you opportunities to glorify Christ and share the gospel if you will surrender to that end. This podcast, the Treasure Box Books podcast, is more along the lines of encouraging dads to use reading to lead their families. So I've never done this on this podcast with any of our guests that we've recorded so far. But while we have you with us on the line... Before we close, would you pray for the dads and families who listen and ask the Lord of the Harvest to open their eyes to these needs and open doors of gospel opportunity for them and ask God to help them walk through those doors? Yes. Yes, let's do that right now. O Lord of Harvest, Lord God of all creation, Lord, we bow before you today. We thank you for the privilege of communicating the glorious gospel Mm. in ways that not even the angels are allowed to do Mm. Um, in a way very similar to john the baptist Mm. who said behold the lamb of god who takes away the Mm. sin of the world and for that announcement he was not only the last of the old testament prophets but he was the greatest Mm. because he had the privilege of pointing people to the lamb of god yes And Lord, thank you that we have that same privilege. I pray you would give the dads who are the leaders, the spiritual leaders of the home, Mm. and even homes that don't have a dad. Mm. Mama is the leader. Mm. Lord, give them boldness to set the example. 
to be witnesses for Christ as led by the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. And I pray that you would raise up some boys and girls mm. who are not only willing to go overseas and share the gospel with needy people, but to share the gospel even amongst their own peers yes, and Lord. be somewhat persecuted in the United States, maybe persecuted overseas, maybe persecuted one day in our own country, mm. even unto death. Mm. Lord, give us a generation of young people who are willing to exalt the Lord Jesus Christ no matter the price. Yes, Lord. Help us like Moses to esteem suffering with the people of God greater riches than all the treasures of Egypt. Mm. Yes, Lord, Lord, just give us faith. Give us the power of the Holy Spirit. Bless the moms and dads of the families listening. Lord, yes, Lord. bless them real good with your power and your glory and your grace. Please bless Nathan, Pastor Nathan and his family, Kristen and the kids. Lord, give them your power and raise up these children, his children, to glorify Christ as well mm. and to love you with all their hearts. I thank you for their grandparents and their mm. heritage. Thank mm -hmm. you, God. In Jesus' precious and holy name, we are in agreement together. Amen. 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 Well, Pastor Bruce, thank you again before we close out in an earlier episode just a few episodes back I recommended some books that dads and their families can read at Christmas time and I've also been thinking that families other families would enjoy reading God of the Aurora just as my family has enjoyed reading it maybe they could uh, get it as a stocking stuffer <laughs> or a gift for the family um, yes. so where can listeners buy a copy of God of the Aurora and your other two books well, they, they're all available on Amazon. However, um, to be honest, it helps our ministry and helps the Chinese ministry far more if they go on godofalaska.com. Okay. That's godofalaska.com with an uppercase G okay. on God, as it should be. Yes. Godofalaska.com. Okay. And order our books, and I will sign them, and I will send them mm. to them. If they're in a hurry for the books, please tell me that and I'll send them priority if you're not in a hurry I'll send them media mail and it'll take two to three weeks to get okay. there but a lot less postage but just go on there and purchase the books on godofalaska.com and we'll be glad to send them to you or even my sacred music CDs I'll be mm. glad to do well they're on the website as well yes yes and let me put a plug in for those as well i've enjoyed listening to those you you gave me i don't know three four five of them and i keep them in my car and uh i've played them several times i enjoyed those those are a blessing amen. amen well pastor bruce hamilton thank you sir thank you so much for being on the podcast thank you nathan it's a great privilege to be a part of treasure box books podcast and to be also a part of your family well, thank you. i look forward to meeting all of you someday yes, sir well some of them are chomping at the bit to get to alaska i thank the lord for you and your wife and encouraging convicting challenging instructional and inspiring ministry that god has given you both and Amen. i thank the lord for you and pray for you often all right brother And so came to an end, for me, an undesirable end, to what was originally over an hour of conversation with my friend, Pastor Bruce Hamilton, author of God of the Aurora, 
the Holy Spirit's call to the Asian people. Pastor Bruce also wrote two novels set in the Alaskan wilderness, God of the Brooks and God of the Gold. All three of his books are available at his website, godofalaska.com. These books would make great gifts for friends and family at Christmas time or at any other time of year. Pastor Bruce shared so much helpful content in these two episodes. I hope you will listen to them again and visit treasureboxbooks.com for some quotes and takeaway thoughts from these episodes, as well as a few pictures taken during my visit to Alaska last year. If you heard something helpful today or feel better equipped to lead your family, maybe you have a friend who could benefit from this episode too. Don't keep it to yourself. Hit share in your podcast app or take a screenshot of this episode and share it with a friend. Or just post a link on Facebook to treasureboxbooks.com and let your friends know that this episode might encourage them. You can find any links and resources mentioned today on the episode page linked below or just head over to treasureboxbooks.com and sign up to get our newsletter to keep you informed about future episodes and product releases. And if you've got a book recommendation or experience or idea you'd like to share with other dads, send me an email. My address is nathan at treasureboxbooks.com. I'd love to hear from you. Until we meet again, keep leading your family to find the treasures in books.